الذي لا إله سوى الواحد الأحد الفرد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين وصحابته الصالحين الغر الميامين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم صل وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وترفعنا بها أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات السلام عليكم ورحمة الله كيف حالكم؟ We continue and last week we had number four remaining that is we said that we need to know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because of four commands by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself the first command of Allah azza wa jal was that we had to believe in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we can't believe in him until we know him secondly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to follow him sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we cannot follow him until we know him thirdly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to love him and we cannot love him until we know him sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then number four, that we must have, I must have a very vivid image of him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, imprinted on my imagination and in my heart. And the clearer that image is, the brighter, the more vivid, the more I will be attached to him. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam And he will be with me With me in quotation marks In my heart In whatever situation I am in We find that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Used this method When he taught the sahaba Radiallahu ta'ala anhum About the previous prophets For example he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, describing Musa Alayhi Salam. So he tells the companions that Musa Alayhi Salam had very, very curly hair. And that Musa Alayhi Salam looked like he was from one of the tribesmen of Shanu'a, which is a tribe that was famous, and they knew what people of that tribe looked like. He tells them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Isa alayhi salam had a reddish or a ruddy complexion like he just came out of a hot bath. And then he tells them that Ibrahim alayhi salam, how did he look like? He says, I am most like Ibrahim alayhi salam. So we find that he uses that vivid illustration to imprint an image onto their hearts. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum 
And that is the sort of image that I must have of him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in my heart. And the only way that I can do that is to learn about him. The more I know about him, the clearer, the more striking, the more vivid the image that I will have. So that would be the four reasons of knowing him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then uh, the sheikh brings some poetry, some beautiful Arabic poetry, um, on page number three of last week's notes, two of them are uh, quoted there. I'm going to read one of them. The first one is by a very famous faqih and alim, Abu Madian, the great Andalusian and uh, North African scholar uh, who lived in, from what I remember, I think around the 400s. So uh, Khalid Williams translates the poem in Arabic. It's a very beautiful poem, and the translation is very good. So he says, his translation, We live by thinking of you even when we do not see you. Truly the remembrance of loved ones refreshes us. Yuni'ishuna is almost like resuscitates us, brings us back to life. Were it not that our hearts see your graces, were it not that our hearts see your meanings, when we are awake and when we are asleep and lost in our slumber, we would die of our longing and sorrow for the distance between us. But as it is, your graces, your meanings of who you are, are with us. To remember words from you moves us and stirs us. Were it not for your love in our hearts, literally, were it not for your love in the cavity of our being, we would not move at all. So he's saying, Abu Madian, rahimahullah, that you are the ones, because of your grace and bounty, you give us life. And at a metaphorical level, and even at a literal level, would we truly move and act in a way that had meaning if it weren't for the guidance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Would our words have any weight or meaning? Would our words have any truth? Would our deeds have any truth? Would our thoughts and feelings have any truth if they were not stirred and moved by his guidance? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the answer is no, they wouldn't. So he does, he does move us into life in that way. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Khairan. Then today's class is about the chapter regarding the physical beauty of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And it's a long chapter and we have a lot to cover. Inshallah, Allah gives us a tawfiq to do that, to do that in a way that is most proper. So what we will be looking at today, his physical appearance sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now there are many texts describing what he looked like sallallahu alayhi wasallam in very very vivid detail however it's very difficult to find 
good English translations of those texts. They are translations of them, but it's very, very difficult to find tastefully rendered prose of those Arabic descriptions because that takes not only an ability in Arabic and some research in Arabic, but also a certain ability in, in the English language to carry over those meanings in the appropriate way. And our brother Khalid has done it very, very, very beautifully. So what I've done is reproduced his translation verbatim. So we go through that, inshallah. And he has, because he's translated it, he's taken more time to reflect on the words, research the words, chosen the words. So I think it's most apt to simply go through that and clarify some of what might be a bit ambiguous. Then the radiance of his face, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then there's a chapter on his perspiration. Then there's a chapter on his fragrance, the fragrance of his noble disposition and body. Then there's a chapter on the unique qualities of his saliva, all having to do with the physical form. Then his cleanliness. Then his beautification and his commands to be beautiful. And then lastly, his eyesight and his hearing. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this would be at the external level. Right? The external descriptions. Now, someone once asked me, well, why do we need to know? Why should I know about his physical description? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I could be someone from Swaziland. I could be someone from Norway. I could be from Japan. And he was an Arab, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So why would I need to know about how he looked like in detail when those are only external features? Well, there could be many answers to that. Number one, Allah azza wa jal blessed him internally and externally. He was blessed in every way, internally in khuluq and externally in external perfection. When we look at his external features, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we find something very interesting. They're all, if you like, features that fall between two extremes. Now this is very important if you reflect on it. Neither too tall nor too short. His hair is not curly, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and it's not completely straight. Right? He's not fat, he's not skinny. And likewise and so on. And those features, even at the external level, they indicate towards the balance, the balance, the i'tidal, the moderation of his internal characteristic. Number three, oftentimes the features that we read about of his, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they are practical aspects that we can follow. The way he spoke, the way he turned when he spoke to someone, the way he walked. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So while they are descriptors of him, there are also things that I can, I can do, I can emulate. 
and therefore very practical for me at my level, not merely a description of features. Number four, I need to have that vivid description of him. Don't I want an image of him in my mind and heart? Or do I want to have a formless, amorphous idea of what he is like? Obviously not. The clearer the better. And the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala an, they, an whom, they were very, very particular about describing the finest features. And when I'd read that and thought about people that I love the most and closed my eyes and tried to describe their nose, their forehead, how many white hair, hairs they had in their beard, I couldn't. I couldn't. Though I love them so much which led me to understand a bit more how much they loved him and how much they preserved every aspect of even his physical appearance. Let's not even talk about his spiritual state. And then, um, there's one more. Okay, perhaps it comes to me later. So let's look now. So those are the reasons why we want to know about his physical appearance. Oh yes, because Allah Azza wa Jal in creating him, Allah Ta'ala's rahmah was such that people who listen to what he had to say should find it easy to accept. Now if someone is in appearance very beautiful, would you find that easier to accept? Yes, you would. In media relations, in media relations, they say, make your spokesperson someone who looks benign, who looks good, who looks non-threatening. When you send a diplomat, or in the old days when you sent a representative, make sure the representative is someone who looks in such a way that it's easy to accept the message itself. Does that make sense? If you put as your spokesperson on TV a brother with a long, 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 alhamdulillah, beard which is good, but who has a very stern face and who's got a very gruff voice, it's different from finding someone who has a face that is softer and easier to accept. So Allah Ta'ala created him in a way that everyone could no matter where you are and where you live, because of the way that he's always in the middle, in almost everything of who he is, easy to accept for everyone, universally accepted, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khairan. So let's look at his physical beauty. That would be page one of the notes for this class. I'm going to read through them, as opposed to reading the Arabic and offering my translation. That's going to take much longer and this one is, is better. So the beauty of his physical appearance, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of the companions, he says, he had the most beautiful face and the most excellent character of all people. As though the, the external is a projection of his internal beauty. And we find that often when they describe his face, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam They describe it to something that is Illuminated The moon or the sun Because oftentimes 
at a deeper level, external beauty is actually a reflection of internal beauty, of the beauty of the qalb. And so when they described him, for example, this is a very short description, but notice it said he's got a beautiful face and he's got the most beautiful akhlaq, the most beautiful character. And the Sahaba saw that in him very clearly. He was neither excessively tall nor short. Now that's first because it sums up who he is. He is perfectly balanced in every way, externally and internally. Then the next um, famous hadith of his description is by Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. Very detailed. And the other one is by a woman called Umm Abad radiallahu ta'ala anha. <coughs> so what does Ali say? He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was neither excessively tall nor short, but rather was of a medium stature. His hair was neither curly nor straight, but rather was wavy and flowing. He was not corpulent. He was not large or fat. His face was not completely circular, but, and I'm going to offer my own words, had a slight roundness to it. Fihi tadwir. Meaning it wasn't round, but it had a roundness to it. His complexion was white and slightly tinged with red. His eyes were very black. His eyelashes were very long, his joints were large, and his shoulders were broad. He was smooth-skinned, for the most part, smooth-skinned. And a thin line of hair ran from his chest to his navel. His hands and feet were fleshy. They weren't thin, they weren't skinny, they were fleshy. He walked with vigor. Here's something which actually we can practically learn how to do. He walked with energy as though descending from a height. So when you walk down something, you need to be in greater control over your legs. right? So it looks like you're walking faster and with more robustness, with more energy. So when he walked, وسلم, in general, that's what he looked like. Like he was walking, coming down and inclined. When he turned to look at something, he would turn with his whole person. Very practical. So if he's speaking to someone, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on his left or right, he doesn't do this. He does this. And he turns his entire being to the person in question. And he faces him. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now that's important in many ways. Most recently in my own life, when my wife was speaking to me and I was on my cell phone and she said, no, 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 <laughs> me, face me, right? So when we address people, it was with his, when he addressed themselves, it was with his entire being. And that doesn't just mean physically, it means his entire attention and his listening and his focused. And that's why in other texts, that are not mentioned, everyone thought that they were the most beloved to him. 
So all of the Sahaba say, I always thought that I was the most beloved person. And one of them, he asked him, he said, Ya Rasulullah, am I the most beloved to you? And he said, no, Abu Bakr. And then he said, and then me? What did he say? No, Umar. And then me? No, Uthman. And then me? No, Ali. And then he said, I wished I never had asked. Ya ayyuladheena amanu, la tasalu an asha'in tubdalakum tasu'kum. Oh, you who believe, don't ask about things. If it was mentioned to you, it would hurt you. We should not ask some questions. It's better for us. So, when he turned, he turned with his entire body. Between his shoulders was the seal of prophethood, and he was the seal of the prophets. So, it was like a, almost like a raised birthmark. Some narrations say the size of like a bird, a pigeon's egg. Some say slightly uh, larger. But it was between his back was a birthmark that was the seal of the prophets, meaning that earlier peoples, in particular the Jewish community, knew exactly what to look for in terms of characteristics. And one of his characteristics was the seal of the prophets. His heart was the soundest of hearts, meaning the most beautiful heart. Now Ali can tell you that immediately because he lived with him and he knew him. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His speech was the most truthful of speech. That's very practical. He never lied, as you know, even in jest. He never lied, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even when he was joking. Ever. He never lied. Even in joking, he never lied. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was the gentlest of people. In terms of when he dealt with people, he was very gentle. He was the gentlest of people and he was the, the kindest in companionship. Meaning he was very forgiving and soft. Whoever saw him would love him. So one narration says, if you saw him for the first time, you were in awe. But the moment you got to know him, you loved him. Whoever described him would say, and this is common in many texts, I have neither seen before him nor after him anyone like him. Right? It's oftentimes that those who describe him, and they describe him separately from one another, but they would say, I have never seen anyone like him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We continue inshallah after. Salah.